0: Welcome to The Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today?
1: Michael, here's one from
2: Brooke Kaplan. In my freshman year of college, I used to work at this coffee shop in Lake Worth, Florida and I would have the closing shift every single night. I'd go in around whenever I finished class, and I'd go, I'd make sure everything's all right, and uh, I'd clean up, make make the coffee for the customers, but mostly I was focused on closing everything down, taking everything back, dishes, restocking, all the good stuff like that. It was an okay job, I liked it. It did get a little boring some days, but I really liked the people I worked with, so overall, it was an okay job. And uh, one night I was taking drive-through orders, and this customer i don't remember what she ordered but uh she pulled up to the window i told her her total and all of a sudden there was this strange siren-y whining voice coming from outside uh near her car i was like wow that that's so strange what is that and this was in lake worth so It could have been something sketchy. We were all really confused. So I called over a few of my coworkers and I was like, do you guys hear that? What could that be? And it just kept going. It was getting louder and louder. And uh, we realized that it sounded like a cat. It was like meowing. So we were like, oh my God, maybe she hit a cat. We asked her, we're like, is there a cat in your car? Did you hit a cat? She had no idea what was going on. She was like, no, I'm, I'm so confused. Um, I have no cat. I didn't hit anything. I don't see a cat. So me and all my coworkers went outside to investigate because, you know, we were worried. We didn't want there to be a hurt animal. And so we went outside, looked under the car, on top of the car, like in the car, and there was nothing. But we kept hearing it, and it was getting louder, meow, meow, meow. And one of my coworkers, she actually fostered cats, kittens at the time. She was like, did you all look in the hood of the car? And we were like, how would a kitten get in the hood of the car? Like, we've never heard of that happening. It makes no sense. So she walks outside. She opens the hood of the car, and there it is. This little, tiny, teenchy weenchy kitten, not a day older than four weeks old, and it's got like its eyes are glued shut and it's all dirty and we're like oh my god like poor thing so Gio reaches in the hood of the car and takes it out and she takes it inside takes a napkin wipes the cat's eyes gives it a little bath and puts it in a little box and we're like oh my gosh it was so cute and uh she helped it look and feel a lot better and we were all like what do we do with this kitten like we asked the lady in the drive-thru like well it was in your car do you want it do you want to take it home care for it she was like no no i have dogs da, da, da. so we asked around everyone who worked there and no one wanted to take it home and i had just gone through a really bad breakup at the time and i was pretty lonely so i was like you know what guys i'll take the kitten <laughs> i'll take it back to my dorm i'll take care of it i'll take good care of it so we we're like okay so I had a few friends in the cafe of where I was working, and I was like, can you guys just keep an eye on it till the end of my shift? They said yes. They played with it, it was really playful, it seemed so happy, and we were all really happy. We were like, oh my gosh, we saved this kitten from the hood of this woman's car. It was a really good feeling. And uh, the second I got off my shifts, I went with my friend Emily over to Walmart, and we got a litter box and litter cat food cat toys whatever it could possibly want and i took it in the little box i drove it back home to the university and uh i was standing outside about to walk into my dorm and it would not stop meowing so loud the same way it was meowing in the hood of the car these like four guys walked by me and they were like what's in the box like what's making that noise I was like okay i'll show you so i showed them that oh my god it's so cute what are you gonna do with it and i was like well (laughs) i want to take it in i want to take care of it so we can find it at home but it won't stop meowing it's so loud and i can't get past the ra i can't get past the front desk so they were like all right we got you and i was like oh gosh what are they gonna do so they were like follow us so i followed them inside and as soon as we walked in the building They sang jingle bells at the top of their lungs, and no one could hear the meowing of the kitten. Anyone could just hear, jingle bells, jingle bells. So I was so grateful. I was like, thanks, guys, you're awesome. And I ended up making a friend. (laughs) So I took the kitten up to my dorm. I showed her where her litter box was and her food, and I took her to the vet the next day so she could get treated for fleas and make sure everything was good with her. Everything was perfect, and I knew that I couldn't keep her in my dorm So I ended up giving her to one of my friends, Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. (laughs) And she ended up living a really good life. And she's still living a really good life. And I check in on her all the time. And it was just a really good feeling knowing that I saved that kitten.
0: Brooke Kaplan, a story about a tiny cat.
1: You know, Michael, I think we could do an entire weekly segment on people finding animals and even an entire segment on people finding kittens. I love these stories. I never get tired of them.
0: Are you a cat lady?
1: I am an anything lady, but I certainly <laughs> am a cat lady. You know, she talks about tiny teens, mean, teensy kitten. And, you know, if she hears the strange sireny voice and then the loud meow, and we're there with her. And I was thinking, check the hood, check the hood.
0: <laughs> I mean, the cat obviously was in the car for a while while the car was driving. So this could have turned out somewhat different.
1: It's hard to say how long the cat was in the car, but this, these stories happen all the time, particularly in the cold. This one happened in South Florida. But I have heard of so many stories in the winter when cats crawl up there to get warm. And yeah, it could have been a tragedy. And instead, Brooke ended up making not just one, but two friends.
0: I love the suspense of smuggling that little kitty into the dorm room.
1: And the way those guys helped her out was so funny.
0: But she wasn't supposed to have animals in her dorm room.
1: And apparently she didn't have this animal for very long. But you know, you were in college. You know all the things people do in their dorm rooms that they're not supposed to do. You've had a daughter.
0: What are you saying, Karen?
1: (laughs) I'm saying these things happen. That's all. These things happen. And thank goodness that it was Brooke who saved this cat because another person might not have been as responsible. And thank goodness that Alyssa, who is like an angel, just happened to be there on the scene.
0: Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. If our listeners have a South Florida story they would like to share, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Send me an email, C. Neil. C-N-E-I-L-E at F-A-U dot And I will send you instructions. Very, very simple to record a story.
0: Our website has archived stories and contact information at W-L-R-N dot Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen.
1: Thank you, Michael. See you next week.
0: Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.